Everybody, welcome back to the Ohioan Podcast Network. Craig Schaub here with Bob Garber, our New York City film critic. Bob, how are you doing today? I'm doing wonderfully. Happy Tuesday. And happy Oscar week. We are taping uh, shortly before the Oscars, so we're going to talk a little bit of Oscars after our movies today. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the first movie we're going to start with is Jujitsu Kaisen Zero. Um, now, Bob, I got to tell you, I don't really know a whole lot about this, so you're going to have to fill me in. What is Jujitsu Kaisen Zero, the movie? Well, actually, it has uh, a lot of parallels with uh, Turning Red, the movie we reviewed last week. Uh, it's about a um, teenager who, um, when he is bullied or gets too upset, he uh, unleashes a, uh, a curse uh um, in the form of um, basically the spirit of a, uh, a late friend that he had as a child. Um, and um, this uh, curse tends to hurt people, but if he, um, but uh, he goes to a, uh, a special school uh, where they can teach him to uh, harness the, the power of this curse and use it for good and uh, maybe even use it to rid the world of evil curses. Um, and one of his classmates is also a panda because there's there's always a panda in, in movies about uh, about teenagers. Okay. Um, so is this uh, like a more of an action movie? I mean, where, what are we kind of talking about as far as the... Uh... There's definitely, there's definitely some action, uh, but, um, but it's also, um, you know, a rather intimate uh, story about, um, you know, maybe gr uh, grieving loss and um, and uh, finding acceptance and letting go. Okay. Well, it mean, sounds like a but lot also of... But also there's a lot of action yeah. and uh, the uh, the designs of these, of these curses are just incredible. Okay. Uh, well, obviously this is an animation. Um, so, you know, overall, what'd you think of it? I, I actually really like this one. I give it a B. Okay. All right. Uh, interesting. Um, you know, is uh, obviously probably more of a limited theatrical release, or is this? Uh, no, no, it's not. It's it's a lot. It's a lot wider. Okay. Um, than than I would have expected. Over two thousand theaters. Okay. Um, it's excluded from the uh, from the AMC A list, which uh, drove me a bit crazy, but uh, that. Uh, release strategy seems to be working out for them because this movie climbed to number two at the box office. Okay, perfect. All right. So Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, the movie. Um, is this something that you were familiar with going into no. it? Or no? no, I was I was completely in the dark. Okay. Is it something that you have to be? I mean, I'm not sure. If, is this like an animated series or like a comic book series? or? You know, uh, okay, apparently, apparently it was a manga first, and okay. then it was... And, and I suppose then it was a um, some sort of animated series. One moment, please. And then it was, and then I believe it was an animated series. And then uh, this this movie, um, it, the zero in the title means that it's a, a prequel to, I guess, uh, a. Um, numbered series okay all right perfect all right well i'll have to get go check that out uh moving along we have uh 
I guess the exact opposite uh, type of movie here is X. Now, this is a uh, you know from the A twenty four studio that has brought. Well, up- no, an X would be the opposite of a of a G, and Jujutsu Kaisen Zero is uh, is is a PG thirteen bordering on an R. Okay. Well, X comes to us. It's an A24 film. Obviously, they've had a lot of success, a lot of uh, high praise for some of their previous releases. Um, here we get uh, a group of uh, young filmmakers that are setting out to make an adult film in rural Texas. Uh, however, things go a little awry. Uh, tell us uh, a little bit about this film. Well, yes, uh, this um group of uh it's not it's not exactly did you use the word teenagers because it's not teenagers it's uh it's, um, it's young filmmakers uh they're not even that young one of them he's the oldest of them is 42 okay but uh they're they're filmmakers and they uh yeah set out to uh to tell a story of um of a guy who uh has a fateful encounter with farmer's daughters and uh, they run afoul of the elderly couple that um, that owns the property uh, that they're that they're filming on. And uh, surprisingly, the best thing about this movie is the uh, the personalities of the elderly couple. They uh, the, the trailers didn't uh, didn't do a whole lot of justice to that aspect of the story, uh, but it also works very well as. Uh, just a horror movie, uh, especially as a tribute to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay. Um, you know, obviously, A24 is, you know, you know, they, they were very, you know, at times they take a lot of risks and chances at the at the box office, making, you know, the types of movies they want to make and, and get behind and, and back. Is this a, another maybe gem from A24? Or, I mean, are we... I think last year we we talked about Zola. You maybe didn't like Zola as much, but um, did A twenty four get back on track here with X? I think they I think they got back on track. Yeah, this isn't a um, this maybe isn't quite on the level of I think uh, I, I think they're the ones behind those Ari Aster movies like um, like Hereditary and Midsummer. They're, that's that's A twenty four, right? I think that's them. Yeah. But uh, this isn't quite as cerebral as, as one of those, but it's it's pretty good. And uh, horror fans should, I'm sure, will find something to like about this. And uh, if not, there are some attractive young people. Okay. Were you were you surprised, uh, you know, given the subject matter? I mean, were you going in maybe sort of expecting a, you know, maybe an ode to the Texas Chainsaw Massacres or slasher films of the 70s and, and maybe came out a little bit surprised that you liked it a little bit more or were you thinking this is right up your alley? I, I liked it just fine. I'd give this a B too. Okay. All right. Perfect. Well, our uh, last movie to discuss uh, today is the outfit. Um, Mark Rylance stars. Tell us a little bit about the outfit. Well, this is a uh, twisty gangster thriller uh, about a, um, Oh gosh. What does he call you? Uh, cutter, I think he calls himself. Uh, everybody wants to call him a tailor. He calls himself a cutter. Okay. Uh, he's a guy who makes uh, who makes suits, and uh, he winds up in the um, the middle of this turf war uh, among gangsters, and he finds a way to uh, both protect himself and his assistant. And um, spoiler alert: he basically pits the bad guys against each other. Okay. Well, you know, Mark Rylance is nice mind games with with them. 
Yeah, well, and you know, Mark Rylance is certainly a terrific actor. Um, you know, has won an Oscar, of course. He's probably one of those people that you might not know who he, exactly he is, but you've seen him in a lot of movies, especially recently. Bridge of Spies. He's been in Dunkirk, The Trial of the Chicago Seven. Don't look up. Don't look up. A, one of the um, best picture nominees this year. Yeah, yeah, and so he's you know he's definitely had a nice uh, run here in the last several years. Um, you know, what, what, what type of performance do we see here from Rylance in this, in this lead role? Oh, tremendous. Just real, real knowledgeable about his craft and, uh, able to think on his feet as, as far as, um, you know, manipulating these people, just, a just a tremendous performance out of him. The, um, the story maybe gets a little too twisty for, for his own good. And, you know, eventually it just becomes too much of a stretch that he knew that these people would react the way they did to certain situations. Uh, there, there were just too many variables that he couldn't have accounted for. But uh, overall, it's a, it's a very taut thriller until the end when it gets a little too action-y. But uh, I like this one, too. I, I give it a B. All three, all three movies okay. get a B. Well, that's great. Sounds like he had a nice time at the movies uh, this, uh, this past weekend, so we always appreciate that. But we're going to switch gears a little bit. This weekend is the Academy Awards. Yes, this some coming people, weekend is the Oscars. Some people care, some people don't. Um, we are going to kind of get your thoughts on uh, your predictions here for the, the Big Six, which is Best Picture, Best Director in the four acting categories. Um, I think what we'll do is we'll start with um, – uh, well, maybe we'll start with the supporting actress um, category. So this Ariane is Bose, West Side Story. Yep, this is all, this. Pretty much everybody is on the same page about this. Yeah, and she's um, going up here against Jesse Buckley from The Lost Daughter, Judy Dench from Belfast, Kirsten Dunst from The Power of the Dog, and uh, Anjanine uh, Ellis from King Richard. So I would be shocked if any of those four win. It, this yeah. has been all all Ariana DeBose. Okay. Not, not yet. I, I would imagine you're right there on that. It seems like she's kind of been, you know, destined to win here. Is there anybody else that you think, if someone were to, to pull the upset, who do you think maybe on that other, on those other ladies might be able to pull the upset? Maybe Judy Dench, if if they go with a straight ticket uh, Belfast mm. thing, but uh, but but I don't see it. Okay. Well, supporting actor, we have uh, Kieran Hines, Troy Custer, uh, Jesse Plemons, J.K. Simmons, and Cody Smith-McBee. Uh, who, who do you think's uh, winning Best Supporting Actor? Well, um, who do I think is going to win? Probably Troy Kotzer. I have not seen Coda. Okay. I, um, if, it, if it wins anything uh, Best Supporting Actor or higher, so to speak, uh, I will get an Apple TV subscription. I believe that's the streaming service that it's on, and I will, I will watch this movie for um, maybe not next week, but uh, it, it, definitely the following week. Sure. Um, but I have not, I have not seen Coda, and he's probably going to win based on the um, other awards that have been passed out this far. Uh, otherwise, maybe Kieran Hines. Okay. Yeah. Well, I know you enjoyed Belfast, obviously. So. Um... He's a, he's a veteran talent that, yeah. uh, that they ought to reward. Absolutely. Well, and you know, in the best actress category is is seemingly wide open. Uh, Jessica Chastain for the eyes of Tammy Faye, Olivia Coleman for the lost daughter, 
Penelope Cruz for Parallel Mothers, Nicole Kidman for being the Ricardos, and Kristen Stewart for Spencer. Um, you know, we've seen, you know, Chastain has sort of taken taken the lead maybe, but that's really, a, you know, it, it really is a toss-up. Who do you maybe see winning Best Actress here at the Oscars? Uh, Chastain will probably win. She is kind of pulling away from the pack. I have not seen Parallel Mothers. <clears throat> okay. So uh, on that front... I, I can't comment too much on Penelope Cruz's performance, but she has she has won before. Um, I, I would actually like to see them go with Kristen Stewart because I think uh, Spencer was underrated. Yeah. As, as far as this whole uh, award season goes, it seems to have kind of fallen out of favor. I don't know why. Right. But uh, I think it was a tremendous movie. Sure. Well, and again, with the Best Actor category... Another category that may seem to have a favorite but could be up in the air. We've got uh, a really nice list here. Javier Bardem for being the Ricardos. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch for The Power of the Dog. Andrew Garfield for Tick, Tick, Boom. Will Smith for King Richard and Denzel Washington for The Tragedy of Macbeth. So, you know, Will Smith seems to be the, the odds-on favorite here. But uh, do you think he's going to take home the statue? Or who do you think should take home the statue? Probably Will Smith's slight chance of an upset by Cumberbatch. Okay. But um, yeah, Will Smith. Um, they like to um, give these awards to uh, you know to Hollywood icons. To kind of maybe if it's not maybe if they're not maybe they will be less inclined to reward the performance itself um, so much as deciding that it's the right time in Will Smith's career to give him an Oscar. Sure. Okay. Kind of like kind of like what they did with uh, with Sandra Bullock, where they pretend that he's been an Oscar caliber um, actor his whole career, even though even though most of what he did was popcorn flicks that weren't going to get anywhere near the Oscars. Right. Okay. Well, and you know, best director here, we've got Kenneth Branagh for for Belfast, uh, uh, Rasuki Hamaguchi for Drive My Car, Paul Thomas Anderson for Licorice Pizza. Jane Campion for The Power of the Dog, and Steven Spielberg for West Side Story. Um, what do you got here? I know you I know you enjoyed Drive My Car and Belfast, uh, West Side Story. I mean, this this could be a toss-up, too. Who do you think is going to take this one home? Who do I think is going to take this? Um, and I'm going to pair this with Best Picture. Sure. Um, even though I have heard uh, some chatter that uh, that maybe Coda is, is possibly going <clears> to <throat> pull a fast one on best picture right uh despite not having a best director nomination uh but generally i think that that i i try to pair this with best picture and uh and reward best director and best picture at the same time um who do i think will win jane campion and the power of the dog uh right. that seems to be um kind of the favorite throughout this season um and and um I'm sorry, going way back to supporting actress. Mm -hmm. um, if Power of the Dog is another movie where they might do sort of a straight ticket thing. Right. Um, and they may go with uh, Cody Smith McPhee uh, for, uh, for Best Supporting Actor. And they might go with uh, Kirsten Dunst for Best Supporting Actress, uh, if that is the case. But um, of the movies that I think realistically have a shot, uh, I'm going to go with Belfast and Kenneth Branagh. Okay, uh, I'd love to, I'd love to see that uh, as the film that represents 2021. Um, my personal favorite would be uh, Drive My Car, actually, because sure. I think that's the most 
that's the most beautiful film on this list. Um, obviously, you know, there are going to be a lot of people who uh, haven't seen it, but low key, it is the best movie on that, uh, on that list, except, except maybe Coda, which I haven't seen yet. Okay. Well, uh, you know, obviously a, a very eclectic best picture, you know, there's Belfast, Coda, Don't Look Up, Drive My Car, Dune, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, and West Side Story. Do you think this is a wide open race? I mean, obviously, people have sort of zeroed in on the power of the dog from it, you know, from the beginning. Obviously, you talked about Coda. Belfast was an early favorite as well. Um, you know, do you feel like you know West Side Story with with Steven Spielberg would always have that's, that's definitely in the conversation too. I mean, a director as iconic as him, right? Exactly. And, um, yeah, I mean this this that movie did enjoy a wide release, so did Dune, and Dune actually, um, you know, was really successful. Sure. Do you do you feel like it's probably down to like Coda and the Power of the Dog at this point? I mean, you know, Coda seems to be. Well, I think I think Belfast is still in the conversation. It's okay. West Side Story. Okay. But, do you but, think... uh, but of the movies that are that are really in the conversation, I'm going to go with um, Belfast. Or, yeah, Belfast. Okay. All right. Well, we, we know you enjoyed that when we talked about it last fall. Well, Bob, uh, you know, happy Oscars week. Hopefully you have a fun time watching the show and, you know, the five hour telecast that I'm sure it'll be. No, they're going to they're going to cut. They're, they've actually cut a few categories yeah. uh, from the from the telecast to uh, make it a little more palatable. Yeah. Yeah, I think what eight categories are going to be announced on the pre-show instead of the main show. So, yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about that decision, yeah. uh, but um, we shall see. Yeah. All right. Um, you know, what do you got coming up for us next week? What what movies are coming out next week for us? Uh, next week is The Lost City okay. with uh, an actress I mentioned earlier, uh, Sandra Bullock, and uh, possibly I will get to Everything Everywhere All at Once. All right. Well, Bob, as always, we appreciate you stopping by and talking movies. Have fun with the Oscars, and we'll see you next week with more movie reviews. Thank you very much. This is the highlight of my week. Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted, that I co-authored with my good friend Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer. You know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was look, looking forward to writing this book with you. We hope to interview some uh, high-impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope. To learn more about our podcast and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com.